views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible says there is a time to laugh. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think in regards to the media and the media itself. Remember, media stands for making everyone dumber in America. Keep in mind, there's a time to ignore. Get it? Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That's a great question. Here's the answer. I don't know. That's the answer. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. That's 10,800 half seconds, which we've already passed through a few of those. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. What else do you got to know? We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, who can you bless that you haven't blessed in a long time? Who? Who could you reach out to and be a blessing to? If you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, That's an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Don't let it die of loneliness. That would be sad. Just give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770, you will have an opportunity to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Yeah, talking to Dynamite D. Let me explain to you what that's like. That's like hitting a hole in one on the windmill hole in a putt-putt course. It's pretty sweet. That's good, right? That's not too shabby right there. Uh, bottom line is you can also text us. That's part of the fun, too. Live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. 
You can also send us an email, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. Not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Just David at he must increase.org. On top of all of that, we're going to send you up to the website. There's a couple of reasons that we do that. One is on the website is the information about the ambassadors program. You go to the website, you click on the little video, you watch the video, you go, wow, that's a dumb video, Dave. Nice. Anyway, it tells you what to do and how to become an ambassador. No requirements. We just send you out some flyers. You can pass them out as the Lord puts it on your heart. You don't have to pass them out. You can use them, I guess, to start a fire if you want to, if you're building a little, like, log fire. That would be a great, great, great yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah, they, 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 they might burn. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You can also use them to pass out to people you think, hey, this person might think that this radio show is just crazy enough for them to listen to. That would be actually a great idea. That'd be really the way to do it. Also on the website, you can give. Isn't that fun? You can give directly on the website. You don't get any special coins. You don't get any special little cars or anything like that. We don't make any big promises. We give you a receipt at the end of the year. That's what you get. But what you'll be doing is helping us further and advance what we're doing in ministry, which is to encourage one another all the more as we see the day of Christ getting closer and closer, encouraging one another to stand strong together and to draw closer to the Lord. Please check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> That's it. That's how fast the brochures will burn in your fireplace. That's what that sound is. That's or what... that's how quick you will give them away to people who need to listen to the oh, show. Oh, I like that one better. Good job, Dynamite D. We want to welcome John C. to the show, a friend of Al. Welcome to the show. We hope it doesn't hurt too much. And we always advise people stuck up on ibuprofen. It's always good for a headache. Here is the bottom line. Please, we're going to pray later on for Nola. As you know, she's going through that process today. One of the things that I want to ask the audience to do is pray for the audience. You guys need to be praying for one another, caring for one another, and loving one another. Remember when Jesus gave the, gave the summation of the law? The summation of the law was what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. But in John 13, 34, and 35, Jesus said, A new commandment I give you. Boy, I wish they'd preach that. What's that new commandment, Jesus? Love one another. Jesus elevated the one another position way high up there. By saying it's the new command, it's the command from Jesus. You need to be praying for one another. So on this show, when you hear somebody, well, one of the things we're working on is listening for a buddy on the air so you can connect and commit to February prayer. In other words, I want you to listen for somebody, think, you know, I want to pray for that person the month of February. That doesn't mean you got to offer big sacrifices and, and burn up two-by-fours and sheep and stuff. It means you need to mention them before the Lord in prayer. Bring them up before the Lord. And as we draw closer to one another, perhaps we will enable the opportunity for people to connect with one another. But when you hear somebody and you go, oh, I want to pray for that person, just pray for them. You don't have to spend hours doing it. Just make the commitment. And in the month of February, we want you to pray for them. That's how we're going about the buddy system. In the meantime, as you know, in the later part of the show, we are doing Christian Chaos Part 9, and I do not know how this is going to go. 
I don't know how anything's going to go, so that doesn't matter. But but let's get into the text, Psalm chapter 30. We are in verse 1. By the way, this is a psalm written by King David. It's uh, the blessedness of answered prayer. That's what Psalm 30 is about. Here's what he says in verse 1. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up, and you've not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. The Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Let's start off with the basics on this, the blessedness of answered prayer. I extol you, Lord. The word extol means to admire. So you're just like, I admire you, Lord. You are awesome. Remember when Jesus taught people to pray, Father, who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Like, Lord, you are fantastic. Now, I know some people out there think that they're going to do that kind of on the slick or on the sly by going, Lord, you're looking thin today. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> okay. You know, what a sunset, Wowser Bowser. I mean, if you mean it, cool. But if not, I mean, don't try to impress God. Just be honest with your praise and let him know you appreciate him. Right? I admire you, Lord. You're fantastic. You know, I cried out to you and you healed me. So people have a hard time with this because it's like, well, I've been praying for this one thing, and it seems like it's taken a long time. Hey, guess what? Sometimes in prayer and in the healing process, it takes a long time. Sometimes it's instantaneous. You know who's in charge of that? God. You know who's not in charge of that? You. That'll make that easy. Okay, got that. So God's in charge. Okay, I can pray. He heals people. What do you mean he still heals people? I don't know. Does he still answer prayer? If he doesn't answer prayer, nobody else can get saved. Shut it down. We're done. The trumpet would have blown. We all missed it. We're in trouble. Here's the next element to understand. Whether that healing is immediate, like Jesus demonstrated over time, we cry out to the Lord and he responds. He's not deaf, like our, our dog Levi. He's 11 and a half getting deaf. It's a little sad because you got to go, Levi, Levi, Levi. You know, you got to say it like 10 times. And then he turns around. And if it's food, then he pays attention. If it's not, he ignores you. But God created the ear. And he hears perfectly. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows every nuance of every situation. And this text that he says this is, is amazing. He says, God brought up our souls up and has kept us alive. Now, you have to recognize that in the, in the Psalms, I think it's Psalm 68, where it says that he has saved us from death. I mean, there are multiple times God has most likely saved you you don't even know about. He's so gracious. He's so merciful and so kind. He's saved you multitude time, multitudes of times so you don't go down into the pit. And one of the things that we get to understand as the Lord has kept us alive is this really connects for those of us who are trying to push in unto the Lord. We learn this incredible and fantastic lesson, and that is the deeper we drive into the Lord, the greater we know about our own darkness. Ooh. But then the greater we understand our need to be fully invested and rested in him. In other words, when you drive closer to the Lord, there's a reflection because he's light of some of the darkness that you still have kind of going on in life. But that's where his, where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. And you understand just really how gracious and merciful and kind God is. The problem that many people have in the Christian faith is they have this image of God that has been 
carved or molded by either authoritative family members, certain church members, you know, different things like that. Maybe some people have even allowed, you know, ideas from television and movie to, to give you the idea of who God is or what his image is. Oh, that's ridiculous. Come on. God is the perfect parent. And for all of the flaws, for all of the people in our lives that have kind of been in authority position, an authority position and messed up, that's not God. God loves you perfectly the way that you need to be loved. And so we would encourage you. I would encourage you. Your brothers and sisters encourage you. Whether you're a brother or sister or not, we still encourage you. Get to know God because you'll find out. He is totally awesome and unlike much of the pictures that people portray. God is cool. There, that's simple. (laughs) There you go. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is one of the first verses in my Christian faith that I learned, which is, you know, you don't think about it, but when I first became a Christian, people would share this verse with me, and I didn't know why. I was going to find out why, because God was going to set me free from a lot of drug use, but I didn't know then what was going on. I was like, oh, I keep hearing this verse. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. The freedom for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So now in our society, you say the word slavery, and people start going, and then everybody starts freaking out. You know what? We're never going to change what the gospel is, and the gospel is the reality, the truth. We're not going to alter it for culture. We're not going to say it differently so people aren't offended. If you're offended, turn the radio off. Okay? That's your answer. You've got fingers. Use them. Here's our, you've got the ability to turn it on. You've got the ability to turn it off. Here's the bottom line. Every one of us, every one of us before Jesus Christ was in bondage to sin. Every one of us. Now that we are in Jesus Christ, we are free from the penalty of that sin, and the Lord is working in us the process to overcome that sin practically. We've talked about it multiple times. You need to understand salvation from a little bit of a, you know, smart, not smart, um, multiple scripture point of view. Scriptures talk about salvation being past tense. Scripture talks about salvation being present tense. And scripture talks about salvation being future tense. The only way that could happen is if, watch this, salvation is past tense, present tense, and future tense. (laughs) The only way it can happen is because that's what it says. And so in that, we need to understand that from the past point of view, we are free from the penalty of sin. Yay! Currently, we're going through what is called sanctification, where we're being delivered. We're delivered from the power of sin, and we're learning in our own lives. We don't have to live for sin. And then eventually, when we're with the Lord forever and ever, we will be free from the presence of sin, and there won't be any evil, any bad, any yucky. Okay? Cool. In the meantime, while the justification, while the penalty for sin is done, while the freedom is there, the sanctification process is the one where he makes you look like Jesus, now that he's pronounced you to be like Jesus, and that's the one you got to fight through. 
That's the one that you have to go, you know what? I'm free. I just don't have to do that. I don't have to. That, therefore, becomes a responsibility because the Scripture says, Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, which means that you can. But if you do, it'll be your choice. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready for our first trivia question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? Ready as I can be. (laughs) (laughs) When Joseph's brothers went to Egypt to buy food, which brother stayed at home? When Joseph's brothers went to Egypt to buy food, which brother stayed at home? If you think you know the answer, we would encourage you to call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at he must increase. In the meantime, we're going to do our DNA. DNA is our building blocks. We believe very strongly in our DNA. It's a very important part of our processing of what we should be doing on a regular basis. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. How do you say it? I mean, it's, it's just as simple as can be. Every day that ends with Y. Spend some time with God. <laughs> Pick a day. Pick a day. How much time? I don't know. How are you going to do that? I don't know. Prayer, Bible, fellowship. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Spend some time with God. And in saying that, we do we do encourage separated time from God. You know, Jesus, I know everybody in their cultural universe is freaking out. And I don't care. Jesus said, go into the closet. You know, the whole universe. Get out of the closet. Jesus is like, go into the closet. Spend time with your heavenly father and get it right. Like, there you go. Try that. That is on a daily basis. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Right along with that is the understanding that we're not going to be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Let the world scream. Blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is what Jesus had to say are the words of life, and the world does not have a heaven to put you in. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. So this goes back to even what we said earlier about being a blessing to somebody that you haven't been a blessing to for a long time. That's part of the service. Who can you bless? Be a servant. Be a tool. Be a vessel. Be a vehicle of the grace of God. Reach out and encourage those people, right? There you go. All right. Once again on the trivia question, when Joseph's brothers went to Egypt to buy food, which brother stayed at home? Which brother stayed at home? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483, as well as send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'd like to take a moment real quickly to pray for Nolo, who's going through that process. I just want you to join your faith. Our theory is not overly complex. If I have an ounce of faith and you have an ounce of faith and this person has an ounce of faith and this person has an ounce of faith, 
then there's multiple ounces of faith, okay? We do have somebody calling in on the trivia. We'll have them hold while we pray, and we'll pray for Nola in this situation. So just join your faith with mine, and let's do it together. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you, and we praise you. First, we thank our God. We just look at Romans and recognize how wise that is, Lord. You are gracious to us. You're kind. You're merciful to us on an everyday basis. Your compassions and your mercies, they're new every morning. And we ask you to touch Nola as she's going through this process. Tough time for the family. Tough time for the grandparents, for John, for the mom and dad. And Nola, champion. She's just a little champion, Lord. And we just ask you to bless her, touch her body, give her all that she needs to do better than she's been doing. Raise her up and let this be a great testimony. We just pray for the family. We pray for Nola. We pray for the situation. Ask your grace just to enter all points of it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, we uh, do have somebody that is ready to answer the trivia, so we will go ahead and send them through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Stephen. How are you? I'm doing fine, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm okay. I've got a question for you. Okay. What, what's remembering your comment the other day about Reuben sandwiches? What's the opposite of a Reuben? What's the opposite of an urban? Reuben. Uh, opposite of a Reuben. I would have to say, I don't know, maybe something along the lines of a hundred dollar bill. Because it would be a binge. Pretty close. Yeah, there I we go. Pretty close there, and I think that's probably the answer to our trivia question. <laughs> Benjamin, you got it, brother. Excellent job. That's a great, great, great question. What a great way to ask the opposite of a Reuben. <laughs> well, one to twelve. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I got to give you that one. That's a that's an all day longer. I'm gonna have to capture that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. You have a blessed day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. That was so funny. What's the opposite of a Reuben, a Benjamin? (laughs) That's great. Oh, that is great, 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 great. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, we got to do the teaching now, so we got a few minutes. I want to make sure to get this other part in. Now, listen, this is a great part. This We're getting into all these different elements in the Scripture, and they're all good, of course, but some just shine. And this is one of these that shines. We're picking it up in Psalm 30, verse 4. Sing praises to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Verse 5, and here we go. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That is Psalm 30, verse 5. You ought to know that passage. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a life. And other versions will say his anger is is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. That's the same premise. It's the same idea. It's not that the Lord never gets angry. That would be silly, right? I mean, that's just silly, right? People are like, Dave, God doesn't get angry. A loving God never hates. Well, that's wrong and wrong. Ten times in the Bible, 
10 times the Bible refers to things and people that God hates. You don't like it? Take it up with him when you see him. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 lists seven things that God hates, and five of them are connected to people. So that's just one portion. Here's what I want you to catch. His favor is for a lifetime. Compared to the temporary displeasure due to our sin, God's favor lasts from one end of eternity to no end of eternity. Did you get that line? Ooh, that's a good one. From one end of eternity to no end of eternity. So the Lord may get angry with some of the things that we do. That is true. I do... I, I think D will probably testify. I do dumb things on a regular basis. You know what I did today, D? Here, look, I'm showing D. He doesn't even know. He's what never is that? Even, he's a, look at this. See that Band-Aid right there? Yeah, I do. I, see I cut my arm on the door when I went out to get my glasses. Wow. And blood came squirting out. Hey, guess what? That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I do dumb things. That's amazing. Okay, not, God's not mad about that, but I'm trying to say I do dumb things. And sometimes when I do dumb things, the Lord's like, Dave, just like a father to a son, hey, son, that's not right. Don't do that. Right? But his love for me is not on a temporary basis. And his love, by the way, when he's angry with me, is not suspended. I know in some parental homes that's how it is. Love gets suspended. I know, I know. But God does not suspend his love. He sustains his love. And so if he's angry with you, he's angry for a moment. And even David said, don't chase me in your hot displeasure. I don't want you to I don't want you to get mad at me and take it out of me when you're really angry. So let's just skip by that. While his anger is there for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Your whole life. God loves you. And then the next verse, and we're going to dive into this super deep next week because I got a whole thing on it. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's David's way of saying, you know what? Hardship, pain, difficulties, yep, they they exist. And they go in the night and it, it can bring you to tears. But something comes after that that's so wonderful and so powerful that it it sustains us, and it's the joy that comes from the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we might go through it, but in the mind and heart of God, as he teaches us and communicates to us, it's temporary. It's short-lived, but his favor and his joy are eternal. Nah, that's hot. That's great. Okay. I will right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. 
Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. And that hope that is offered to us is something that's supposed to greatly encourage us. Uh, Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, through the gospel that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again. And by faith in the testimony of God, you can live forever. That hope is offered to us. If that hope is offered to you and you have not yet accepted, acknowledged, and surrendered to it, I ask you to do so right this second. I don't even care if you do a fancy prayer. Just say, God, save me in Jesus' name. You will be saved. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross, was buried three days later, he rose again, and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, turning from where you were and turning to him, you will find life right now. You might be out there thinking, there's no way it can be that easy. Wrong. But you have to receive it. You have to surrender to it. You have to acknowledge God's testimony and say yes to Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what your friends say. Doesn't matter what any other family member says. It only matters for your decision before God in regards to his testimony relating to Jesus Christ and your sins. And that's the hope that is offered to us. And we can be greatly encouraged by that. And that hope is an anchor to our soul. That anchor makes it so that even if the winds are heavy and the waves are intense, we don't get tossed and lost. That there is some stability. That there is some, there is some strength. And you can't be like these people that have no hope. They have, they're, they're, oh, all there is is this life and there's nothing else. That's why they're trying to sin their brains out because they don't think there's anything else left. But they're going to die and face God. And he's going to ask regarding his, his account that he's given in relationship to Jesus Christ. And they're going to have to answer. And if they have rejected, then they will be as they have placed themselves as people with no hope. But if you're a person that has not made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, make that decision right now. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.